Hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. All right. You're recording? Yep. All right. Sweet. So, um, again, I don't know what... So, I, I was talking to you in chat about this. I don't know if this will actually be out in any way, but it's like an interesting experiment that I thought it would be interesting. Like, I, th- I just thought it would be kind of nice to do a podcast because I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently. So... I don't have a format for this yet. I don't have any idea of what to do. I didn't prepare any topics, just kind of spontaneous. So um, if if you're now I'm talking to any potential listeners, if you're listening to this and you're like, what is this? I don't know either. We're just going <laughs> to figure it out. We're going to sit down and play a video game because, by the way, this is my friend Daniel. We've known each other for five years. Yeah, five years. And we occasionally hang out. I live in Israel. He lives in Australia. So we get together over Discord and we play video games together and, and we just talk while we play our games. And that's it. So I just kind of figured I want to do a podcast because I've been listening to podcasts recently and I don't want to do it by myself because it will be just boring. And what can I talk about and all that? So just offered it to you and you said, yes. So we're huh. going to do it. We're going to do something. I don't know. I, I just don't think it would be interesting just to just to put it as like a whole chunk, you know, unedited. Mm. So it's going to be like really spliced up or, yeah. I'm going to try to keep it like natural. I'm going to try to keep it human because like in right now, I don't know. I don't know how to do podcasts. I'm not like a radio guy. So it's just something that if we do get into it or if I get into it, I don't know if you're up for it. We'll see if it takes off and we're, if we're interested in it and if there's anybody ever listening to this um, yeah then I'll get better at it but mm. for now I'm just gonna probably keep like cutting it up and I don't know little, something like that little uh, snippets here and there probably not snippets but like one thing is we're playing a game so there's obviously it would be game audio so I don't want to record just from a computer Mm-hmm. So we're just like recording our audio separately. And I'm just going to mix it together later in Pro Tools. Yeah, I mean, like we're probably going to be talking about what we're doing in the game, which for anyone listening to an audio podcast is like, what? What are they talking about? What, are they? <laughs> what if we do like animations? <laughs> we draw what we're, we're doing in GTA. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, I mean, that's incredible, but can you imagine how much work that would be? It's just the the idea of like, okay, so we're in the chopper and we're flying across. <laughs> right. We're in a helicopter. Okay, now I'm grabbing ammo for my gun. Now I'm shooting people. And it's like, this is all happening in a video game. What are you talking about? Imagine if you have no context and you're tuning into this podcast, which is, by the way, called Coffee Fueled Rants because it's like a name I came up with. Hmm. Uh, you're tuning into this thing and like two guys are talking about shooting people and getting drugs or whatever. And it's like, what is this? Should I be calling the FBI? It's like, no, 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 we're playing a game. So I'm probably going to cut out like anytime we're actually talking about just the game and nothing else. And there's like also a balance to it, which like, as I said, like a second ago, like I want to keep it human. Because I feel like if you're just going to do jump cuts, like snip, literally snippets, as you said, like, I don't know if that would make sense to listen to later. You know what I mean? Hmm. Because, like, here we are talking about blah, 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 and then we go to, like, completely something different or, like, completely different energy. It's, like, it just makes no sense to me. I'm also going to try to not curse on the thing because you never know. Bleep. Oh.
that's gonna be interesting. Oh, just bleep the words out. With the, no uh, way. <laughs> <laughs> bleep it out with like, and you like you dub it over with "it was a bad word" or just something like something. <laughs> oh, do the do the Craig Ferguson. What's Craig? You know Fer- what he did Ferguson. when? Yeah, when he was doing this uh, late night show. You would like you would um, replace bad words with like tutti frutti and stuff like that. Uh, okay, that's interesting. But but then like if I did that, that would be like a direct like copy. I don't want to do that. I don't like. Th- I mean, it's funny when he did it, but if I did it, it would be kind of. No, I get no. that. I get that. I was just yeah, just. <laughs> I'm 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 looking at a spinning yellow circle, just loading my game. It's it's always the fun part of loading into GTA. Oh, absolutely. Dude, it's like you get oh, it's now it says joining GTA online. Like GTA is so great because you get into a like here's what I do cuz you can just get straight into online, but it's smarter I think to get into story mode first and then you load whatever you want cuz mm. if you just get into online, you get into a public session and it's just horrible. So if you can customize it, like I set it to a closed friend session where it's just my friends can join or whatever, stuff like that, it's so much smarter, I think. I find it loads much quicker when you go single player and then... Yeah, I think too. Yeah, I think so too. And plus, uh, well, it loads faster and it's so much better because... Although sometimes it loads a little slower. Like, I I just... I think that with... um, if you join straight, like if you just go online mode without going single player first, it loads a little slower because it has to load all the like assets and elements of the game and graphics and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because because otherwise it like it feels slower, but I think it's actually slower if you join single player because it has to first load all your single player stuff first. It has to load your save for the single player, and then load online like a second time. So. All in all, it takes more time to load, but like it just feels like it's quicker because it's relatively quicker to just get into online from single player. But like if you think about from your computer from your computer desktop to online, it's I think a longer journey if you go through single player first. But I may be wrong. I, I just, don't know. I just like the fact that it's it's a moving seat, like you know, you it's something's happening instead of just looking at the the top down of the the. The city, and you go. It's taking That's forever. True. It's taking forever, and it's like, well, if I load it up in single player, I know that I've gotten into the world, and then I can start the online session. Right. By the way, that's like a big difference that I noticed in the smoothness of loading mm. between GTA and Red Dead Redemption Online, and not just online, just in general, Red Dead Redemption Two, which I've been playing a lot. Uh, that in Red Dead, you are just looking at still pictures while the game loads. Ah. Whereas in GTA, you look at a top-down view of the city and it's dynamic and it's moving and there's weather shifts and things like that, which is much more interesting to just watch while you're waiting, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of a game that actually has... I mean, like, when I'm playing, like, an online game, the... They're coming up with new mini games and that sort of stuff just to keep you like occupied. Like, uh, things come to to my mind, like the PUBG, where uh, you can load in really fast and you get to play on the map 
before everyone else, just like his little like warm up game or something. Like that. Just like a little like. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think that exists in uh, a couple of these battle royale games. I think it's PUBG and H1Z1 and. Because I was uh, watching a couple of years ago, I was watching some streams of those, of uh, H1Z1 actually. And it was the same kind of thing, was just players just running around a sort of restricted map, like a parking lot type map, I think it was. And uh, th- like you can't really kill each other, you can't really do much, but you can just run around and mess with each other and like, jump on trucks and buildings and whatnot. Mm. Which is much more interesting than just sitting there and waiting. I just, I, I don't understand sometimes, yeah, I get it, like computers load differently and that's... And all that sort of stuff, but it's like um, I'm playing League of Legends, and it's got uh, they've got this little mini game now that um, it's auto chess, and it's I like it would have to be a small file size sort of thing just to connect to, I guess. Like, but it uh it can range from about you know three to four minutes, you know, loading time for like a majority of the people to connect. Or you could be waiting, you know, five plus, you know, minutes just to for everyone to connect. I'm just, I don't get how they could have such a toaster that would prevent them from um, <laughs> connecting to like it's not even like it's loading in different assets or anything like that. It's the same assets every time. Although, I mean, that sounds fun. I'd play a game of chess while I'm waiting for a game to load. Oh, so, no, this is the actual game. Sorry, this they've they've got a new like they have their normal MOBA game, like the um, the five v five game, but they've they're branching out to like all these other games now. So they've got um, this game called Auto Chess. Like Dota had it. Um, it's a bit like a combination of a card game and a chess game of chess. Um, it's, right. It's just like, yeah, you got. It's just. You place your champions on the board and the, the champions do all the work for you. Like they don't. Um, you don't control anything on the in the game apart from just placing the. The, the hero or the champion. Oh, I see. So you're not actually playing a game of chess while it loads. You're watching a game of chess being played by two computers, right? Against each other? Oh, sorry. No. Sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, no? No. So okay, that's, explain this that's to me. the game. So the, the loading part is there's no there's no mini game in the in the loading part, but it's just it just baffles me. Like it's it's a very small, very small game um, that you actually need to load into. Uh, like it's, I, would, I I don't know. Like, maybe let's just say like a hundred megabytes that have to be downloaded just for you to get into this game. I don't know. Like, okay, it seems to take a few people quite a while to get into this, and it's like it doesn't, it doesn't actually, it doesn't change the files and that sort of stuff. So I don't know why it's not like cached or anything for these people for them to just quickly load into games. But I'm just, I've just got a weird rant there. <laughs> Wait, what is the? I, I don't. Oh, so, what is the game? What is the game about? Like, because you're, you're loading into it, and like, like, I don't know what you're doing. But what is the game about? What is this game? So, have you not heard of um, Auto Chess? Like, uh, Dota uh, recently released. One. I actually haven't. Oh, it's like huge game at the moment. Like, um, it's a bit like a Hearthstone or um, uh, what's what's the other one? That's like. What's another card game that popped up recently? I can't remember the name now. But um, so it's eight players, free-for-all sort of thing. Um, and you just, you've got to place your champion on the board and each champion does something different. Um, I'm explaining this terribly. 
<laughs> it's more. Or less I feel it. like we're getting through it. I feel like I'm like the more you explain it, the mm. better I understand it. Like I like the pacing of this. I'm enjoying this. So it's like a um. So yeah, it's you. It you play everyone. Um. So it just picks someone to you verse each round. So it's like round by round you play. It's like a round robin sort of like um gameplay. So I'll be versing player two and then so on like every time we like the winner and loser goes on to the next round um and it's basically yeah you place (laughs) place your champions on the board uh all the champions do something differently they if you get a combination of like um a few uh the champions that are similar they'll empower other champions (laughs) and that's your objective that you want to just make them as powerful as possible so you can beat the enemy um, team. Okay. Okay. I think I get it. I mean, I've heard of Hearthstone, and uh, and what else? Dota is totally different. Yeah, like so leagues like Dota, obviously that you um, you've got your five v five sort of thing. But yeah, like the company Riot Games that make League of Legends, they um, they want to uh. They want to branch out into some other ideas. So they've got like a first-person shooter um, on the way. They've got a card game on the way. They're making this team um, fight tactics game, which is in early beta. Uh, it's going to be released in March. Um, so yeah, it's just a, they want to just make their company bigger. Do you? Uh, where do you stand on the idea of like you have a game and it's the base game and it works and you shouldn't change it? Like, do you think? Do you agree with that, or do you think that it's totally cool to branch out? Um, ooh, just trying to think of an example of something that would it does that sort of thing. But like, I I like a game. Uh, like I like I like my games. Like when they're really good games, I really like them. But I always wish there's always they always add a little bit more. And I don't like DLC and like expansion packs or what they the DLC stuff now. It only adds a small small thing. But when it's like think things that come to my mind is like Minecraft sort of thing, where like they've they've gone from that really sandboxy game to they've like branched out to making a bit more of an adventure game RPG game. It's sort of RPG. Yeah. But you're getting constantly updated, you know, they're, they're giving you the ability to update the game. Yes. For free. And here's another, I just thought of this, I think this is actually a pretty cool example too of uh, Saints Row. Yeah. So like Saints Row 1 and Saints Row 2, which were like, Saints Row 1 is an, an Xbox exclusive, Saints Row 2 came out on PC as well, but it's a terrible port, but whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Those are those games, those first two Saints Row games are very gang based. Yep. Like you are being like introduced into this gang and you go up the ranks and you become the leader of the gang and blah 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 and you go through all these like inner gang conflicts and you learn to run the gang and you have activities within the game that will make the gang stronger and all that stuff. Just all about the gang. And then Saints Row 3 takes it into a much more wacky place where the guys that run the Saints Row gang are now like branching out and getting into merchandising and getting into like commercials and a TV show and all this. Is that the one with the aliens? That's Saints Row 4. That's Saints Row 4. 
I'm just I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting to it. So Saints Row Three or Saints Row the Third is that like they're branching out and they're doing so it becomes it goes from being a gang game and it becomes more of an adventure kind of uh you know it just takes on a more wacky comedy kind of approach and then saints row 4 which started out like the idea of saints row 4 started out as dlc for saints row the third and it uses all the same assets it uses the same map it uses like the same kind of characters and the same character customization system and blah 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 and i guess they just had so much content for saints row 4 that it just didn't make sense for them to do it as dlc so they just made a whole game out of it and <clears throat> and in saints row 4 now the leader of the saints row gang is the president of the united states and the white house gets attacked by aliens yep and now like the planet's destroyed and you go into space, by the way, spoiler alert, I guess. It's like, what, uh, seven years? The game is, I don't know, the game's been around for a while. I'll get around to it one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so it branched out, so it goes, so it takes on this massive journey from being a game about gangs, and it was called the GTA clone as well, because you're driving and stealing cars and shooting things and all that stuff. So it went from that to being its, its own intellectual property that's completely different and completely detached from the the initial idea of it which on one hand is really interesting but then on the other hand it lost a lot of its core fans because they were saying like you had this great idea with saints row 2 and it was so much fun the dynamic of it was so great and the mechanics were so great and then you took it into this wacky weird thing about aliens like what it doesn't make sense what did you do why did you ruin this perfectly good game and make it into something that makes no sense with like with the old I love the old like part of the franchise. Why didn't you just make this with new updated graphics and a new map and new stories and new characters and all that? Why did you go aliens with it? Why did you go weird with it? And like you have purple dildo bats in it. Like what that makes no sense. Yeah. I I get that. Like yeah, they've gone too far. Now they've kind of ruined their they've ruined their game. Like, well how do they like how do they bring it back from that? But then I think they didn't ruin it. Okay. I think it's actually an interesting turn. Like so so this like like I think it still has at its core the same mechanics and the same vibe and it's still that like I think it's always had a wacky approach to things and it's always been kind of weird and a little out there but yes it started more grounded it started more about the one thing that it was about and now it's about a thousand different things. But at its core, it's still the same, I think. It's just like, it's just taking something and rather than, you know, being stuck in place and just going on the same idea over and over again, it's just taking it to new places. Because mm. I I always, like, that's sort of like, yeah, when you've when you got a game, it's like, okay, they're, they're just, every year you're getting a yearly release um, and they've got to always come up with that something new. I guess, well, yeah, they've got to, if they've got some crazy story to tell, um, you know, to expand the universe sort of thing, but, you know, keep it grounded in the, it's It still follows the rules of the, the original series. Like, it doesn't just become a completely separate game uh, that it's completely different from its original um, gameplay, core, core gameplay there. Yeah. 
because at its core, Saints Row 4 as well is you're still stealing. Well, actually, no, you're not stealing cars anymore because you have superpowers and you can fly, so you don't need to steal cars. Like that was another complaint by a lot of players that like you can still steal cars and stuff in Saints Row 4, but you only need to do that during the intro, which is like 30 minutes. And then the rest of the game, you have superpowers and you fly everywhere and you crush things and you grab things with telekinesis and... You know, it's all weird and crazy like that. This sounds like they could have just gotten away with, like, they could have released a new franchise. Like, instead of using... They could have. They, instead of using this the Saints IP, like, they could have used a completely different... They could use the same universe. Like, that's all... That's I always like that, where you, you get the connecting universes. But, um... Yeah. Yeah, they could have... Yeah, they could have just built their own game with a new, like story like in that same universe but then also in a way it kind of does make sense to keep it saints like because i don't know because from saints row 1 to saints row 2 it took a little bit of a turn i watched i didn't play saints row 1 but i watched gameplay of it yep so saints row 1 was very very rough and raw compared to even saints row 2 which was also in its own right very raw uh, but it was much more fleshed out than Saints Row 1. And it was a little more evolved and and the Saints as the gang as characters, like if you look at it from like a story perspective and characters and all that, it was, they were already evolving and getting into other things and looking into uh, taking over these mega corporations and, you know, and then Saints Row the Third, they were also branching out beyond even that and then saints row 4 now the leader of the gang is the president of the united states so they've branched out even more so the aliens were a weird turn i get that and then even beyond that you know now the planet's been destroyed by the aliens and everyone's been killed and now you're living in a simulation and you have these superpowers and you can do all these things like that's the other thing like they have this hacker with them as part of their crew so the hacker hacks into the simulation and gives you the player the leader all these superpowers because otherwise you wouldn't be able to have them because you're under the aliens control yep i think like as crazy as it sounds and it is pretty crazy but it also kind of makes sense in a weird way i think i don't know if it would make i mean i think it would but it like it makes sense for it to have been a whole new separate franchise on its own, a new like a new separate IP. Yep. And in a in a completely separate universe, but it also makes sense for it to stay within the Saints Row universe and all that. And there's also references in Saints Row 4 to Saints Row 2 and Saints Row 1, and you can also like go back in time into other simulations and other worlds and memories and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And rescue old characters that you thought were either dead or gone or, you know, whatever. So there's still connections to the old, like to everything else. It's not just completely separate on its own. It's still connected to everything else. Like that was just like, to me, that was like, that's a, I think it's an example of something that started a certain way and went from X to to x y and z put together you know oh yeah like yeah. it just became from from one thing like a bunch of different things that were put together into a new thing but it's still completely related to the old original thing pervert stare look at that new season 
<laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I just, by the way, I'm going to include this in the podcast. We're in a helicopter in the game where we're flying and you're just looking, you're just hovering over the sign that that has, we'll say, a very, uh, what, was, what is the expression? Scantily clad, is that right? Very yeah, um, I, yeah, yeah. Blessed lady, very blessed young lady, uh, laying on the beach, and it's a, it's just the view of her bosoms. <laughs> this is perfect, or is a pervert stare? See, we're just hovering that for a second, like my outfit. Yeah, it's a nice coat. It's like, I should really update the look for myself. You do look like a, <laughs> uh, well, actually, pretty nice. It's like a red and black vest, and black trousers, and white gloves, and white shirt. And gold aviators. <laughs> it's like it's an elegant killer look, mm. which is interesting. You know? I like that idea. I kind of, I, I try, you know, I um, I was reading, I'm going to talk about Red Dead Online in a second, because I've been playing that a lot in the past couple of days. But like, first, uh, in GTA Online, you can dress your character like however you want. So there's a lot of younger players or just people who just like to mess around that'll dress their characters all wacky. Ah, uh, yep, yep, yep. And then there's people like me who'll go normal with it and they'll just try to dress their characters like they would dress in real life or, you know, just like a normal person, you know. So like the wack- an example of wacky would be no shirt, just like boxer shorts, no shoes or like flip-flops or like sandals and socks or something, just like some crazy and they would just run around with a gun and body armor and just shoot things or a parachute on their back at all times, you know, something like that. And then there's me that I'll dress like in a nice coat and a shirt that makes sense that goes with the coat and pants that go with the coat and shirt and shoes that go with the whole thing. He's got fashion sense. Yeah, fashion sense <laughs> and just like a normal, what a normal person would wear in real life, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you could dress with just like boxer shorts and a parachute. But then I feel like that would be more of a Comic-Con exhibit rather than a, uh, or not exhibit, like a Comic-Con <laughs> costume. You're cosplaying a psychopath, you know? But you wouldn't walk around like that on the street unless there was something wrong with you in your head, you know? True that. So that's me. And then like, so so um, to take that into the context of Red Dead Online, why am I talking about that? I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Online and I... um I met, I was uh, browsing this like forum discussion thing and there was somebody looking for players to do an achievement in that game, Mm -hmm. which is like a multiplayer achievement because I've been playing the story a lot and all of a sudden I, you know, saw this thing, this post, like looking for players to do this achievement. I have all the achievements in multiplayer except for this one, want to do it with somebody and I was like, I'm in. So I, um, so we started a, I started a group chat with him, with his one guy and another guy. And uh, we started doing these achievements and I got a couple of achievements and then I kind of caught the bug a little bit and I just played multiplayer a bunch in Red Dead Redemption 2 and uh, got a bunch of achievements in online and uh, just just like was doing free row missions and other stuff. <laughs> and uh, I like what you're wearing in the game right now. It's nice. Speaking of which, just like sh- little tiny beach shorts little short shorts with like palm trees on them uh <laughs> so as i was doing like when you do uh in red dead redemption online 
you have all these free roam missions and players, other players can intercept. Like you have rival players that can intercept your mission. Like, so let's say you're stealing a wagon for some farmer or some, or some contact, whatever. And somebody else in your session can just steal your wagon that you're stealing from somebody else and they'll get the reward instead of you. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the game. And I don't particularly like that just because it takes so long to do anything in Red Dead Redemption. So like movement is slow. Your character, the way your character walks and even the way your character runs is so slow. The map is so big, or at least it feels so big because you move so slowly through it. And to do a mission that would maybe otherwise take like three minutes actually takes about 15 minutes because it takes so long to get from place to place. So they need some like fast travel. They do have a fast travel feature, but it uses money in the game. It uses currency in uh -huh. the game. And you make with, with missions that you do, you make very little money. So whatever you spend on fast travel is like... A lot, you know. So sometimes it's just worth... It's just not worth it to fast travel so you just get on your horse and you ride out for however long it takes rather than fast traveling for 10 seconds, you know, for a bunch of money that you don't particularly have. Or it'll take you a bunch of time to make back. So to get to my point, like it's so annoying so when it takes so long to do anything. <coughs> when you have a player that will just intercept you after you've done all the hard work and you've shot a bunch of enemies and you've done all this stuff. Now some player is just going to intercept you when you're like 80% of the way there, you know, and take your thing and get your reward after all the work you've done. And so that's why I don't particularly like that mechanic. Uh, yeah, I don't like games where like you can be yeah. You can get camped or that, like, they'll take, you can, you have to come to this point and they know where you're going to be at this point. Um, and you're going to have all the loot, all the, the money and that stuff. Yeah. So even more annoying than that, though, is, and I've had this happen to me yesterday and this made me just quit the game and be like, all right, it's enough. I've had enough of this game. That's enough. I've had enough. <laughs> I was doing this mission and I see this guy riding behind me. And I'm like, okay, he's probably going to try to take my whatever I was carrying. And he did. He shot my character, his character shot my, my character, whatever. Took my thing, rode away with it. I was trying to chase him and take it back from him. And so he rode out to this hill in the desert in the game and was just sitting there. And anytime I would try to get close, he would just shoot me in the head with a sniper rifle. That's just shit. And... Even worse than that is it's not like he took my thing, whatever I was carrying, and just and and took it to the destination and got the reward instead of me. I would have been fine with that. That's just the way the game works. He was sitting on that hill until the mission was over, until the timer ran out. He was just sitting there and preventing me from getting it. He wasn't about to go and get it and complete the mission for himself. Like his whole thing was just to ruin my experience of the mission. Yeah. And I, I just, it's, that's just poor design. That just made me so mad. That's just poor design, though. Like, that's just, 
the um I had a friend telling me about have you heard of Sea of Thieves? Yes. Yeah. And it's like they you 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 get all your treasure and loot and you have to come back to one of these ports. And there's no like um it's PvP everywhere. Like uh, even at this port where you're gonna you need to carry the, the loot off the sh- off the um boat onto the um onto the land. They um people will just sit at these ports and just you know, there's heaps of ports across the map. Yeah, fair enough. But it's just a bit shit that uh, if you decide to just camp this one spot and just wait for someone to come in, you could just take all their loot that they've just worked for for hours. Yeah. And, I, I mean, like, I get that's part of the game, like, that, oh, yeah, we're all pirates and all that stuff, but it's like that's kind of shit that you don't have a... A safe zone, like it should be a safe zone when collecting, oh, like depositing the goods, all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, fair enough. When you're trying to like pick up the item and someone's shooting you, you're going, yeah, fair enough. Um, but he has that. That person also has an objective as well. They can't just be sitting there just trolling. Yeah, to preventing you from completing your goal. Like they've they've got to be they're going to be losing money on like. Because they're not going to collect the the item that you need to collect. Like, Yeah, and the same thing also exists in Red Dead too, where you'll have these towns that are, like you'll have all these like desert, you know, areas and all that stuff that are fairly unpopulated. And then you have towns with a lot of players in them. And so every time you do a mission, you have to deliver the package or whatever you're carrying to a town. Mm. And so you have players just camping out in towns with a sniper rifle shooting everybody in the face. Just because they can, like that's Just the weird thing too. Can. Yeah, the game, like the the closest thing to punishing these people that the game does is it allows you, the person who got shot, to press charges against them, <laughs> which increases their hostility or something like that, and it just gives them like a fifty cent bounty, which is ridiculous. Like it should be way more severe than that it should have actual consequences like you're ruined like in um in gta there's this thing called a bad sport yeah and i don't know if they still do this but in the old days of this game they used to just like after getting the bad sport thing for a certain amount of times you would become like you would be only able to play in lobbies with other people who got the bad sport thing and you would wear a dunce cap, which was like this white thing that said uh, <laughs> something on it. It was just a way to basically just ridicule these people that would ruin other people's day. Hmm. And you had to do that for like a couple of weeks, I think it was. In Red Dead, they don't have that. They just they just have the press charges, which doesn't really affect anyone in any way. It doesn't really do anything. So people just troll other people for the fun of it. And... I just don't like that. And then, like, being mad, just, like, being so mad in the moment, I went on Reddit, and I was I was looking for posts of other people compl- complaining about this thing, because, like, I want, I want, like, I want somebody else who feels my pain. <laughs> and there's people basically saying the same thing, and then there was somebody, <laughs> there was somebody who was a griefer, who was one of those people that would ruin other people's day you know and it was like this is why i'm a (laughs) (laughs) 
and it was like this long post of like, well, and then and then somebody commented on his thing like, so I'm just gonna paraphrase what you said. So the reason why you do this is because you can. Like, yeah, you're a douchebag because you, because you can be a douchebag. The game doesn't punish you for being a douchebag. You know you're being a douchebag, but because you can do it, you keep doing it. That's the only. That's it. That's how it is. I just, I just, I found it so infuriating. Yeah, like that's the. I get it. Like if the game is designed to be like that, um, like where you've got good and bad people mixed in, um, you know, fair enough. Let that, um, let that be part of the game, but. When it's just a simple like, when when you give the ability to the the griefers and that sort of stuff to ruin the game and not give them any like a way to deter them from playing how they want to play, it's no fun for like you're not gonna have fun for the rest of us. Like who's just playing the game normally? Yeah, it's so bad. And um, and I was trying to find some news or something, some rumor, anything at all from Rockstar Games. As like private lobbies, because right now in Red Dead Online you only have one option, which is you just join online mode, and that's it. Like you go into a public lobby with a bunch of random people and deal with it. You know, you just you're thrust into this thing, hmm. and sometimes you're lucky and you get into a lobby with people who just want to have fun and play the game, and everybody's just on their own and they have like their crews, their posse's, and that sort of thing. And sometimes you're put into a lobby with a bunch of people who just want to ruin your day. Like, you can jump lobbies and stuff, but it's just, why? Why not make an option like in GTA, where you can have a private lobby or invite only or friend only or whatever, just a closed session where not just anyone can join? I think it would be brilliant for Red Dead, especially considering how little money you make with missions and how like grindy it feels. It becomes like a job to play that game because you have to spend so much time doing these missions, these very trivial little things that don't matter in the long run. They just make you a dollar or two. It would be so nice if you could just grind that out on your own or with a friend or a group of friends. This is the problem with um, these games want you to sink as much time so they'll find ways of making it much longer, um, stretch out, you know, it, like GTA, for example, you're going, oh, you know, uh, I'll load up the, the game this morning and this new car has been added and it looks like a Skyline. I'm like, oh, that's a really cool car. I go to look up the price and it's 1.7 mil. <laughs> and I've only got 1.3 mil at the moment. And that took a couple of days of grinding. You know, that, that was, and that was that double XP like the double right they had this thing for like a week right it was just contact missions that you do in the game yeah make you double the money so you were making like on a mission that would otherwise be 14k you would make 28 yeah you know and like that sped it all up like that was um that was much better than just doing it normal like way of making money but if that wasn't around it would have taken way longer and then on top of all that, you purchase the car and then you got to do all your upgrades on it, which is, I'd say, like another mill. Just, you know, uh, 
the game uses a you know a hundred dollars and inf- like inflates it to like a million dollars, right? Just to uh, extend gameplay time, like and oh yeah, there's microtransactions or stuff. Spit it up for those who have money because they work and don't get to play the game as much as they want to. And yeah, fair enough, that's what it's for. But um, there's just too many games now that are just like, well, you have to sink a lot of time uh, and be really efficient with your time because if you, you know, if you do stuff that's, if you don't do the the critical stuff that gets you the money, like if you're just, you know, if we were just roaming around the map, just stuffing around, we're not making money. We're just wasting time when we could have been making money. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the the whole shark cards thing, which is the microtransactions thing, mm-hmm. for anyone who doesn't know, it's, you can, like, what is it? $8 million in the game is a purchase of, what, $60 in real life? Something like that? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah, that sounds about right. Something like that. And $8 million in GTA buys you a, what, a nightclub and a nice car. Really? See, I, I was just fact. I was just thinking car, like being a, the mill or so. But yeah, like when you want, when you actually want the buildings and apartments and that sort of stuff, it adds up. Yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna invest money, I think in GTA, you better invest it in something that'll make you money back. So something like a nightclub business in the game, you can do missions for that. You have a safe for it, and it just kind of it's kind of a passive income in the game, and it's great. Hmm. Because you make a certain amount of money with it, and it's not super great. Like in order, if you want to make like real good money with a nightclub, you have to put a lot of time into it. But just to get you started, you have to buy the facility, the the building itself, which is like three, four, or five million dollars, or something like that. You know, just just to get started, it's a lot of money. And then like a nice car. So I'm thinking, uh, there's a Deluxe, which is a DeLorean, which is really nice and flies in it has guns on it, that costs like three and a half million dollars in the game. So there's your eight million. Hmm. There it is. For 60 bucks. So you have to work, you have to work a full eight hour day at a, you know, at a real job. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. To be able, yeah, to be able to buy a nightclub, a virtual nightclub (laughs) and a virtual car. <laughs> to to jumpstart your virtual career in a game where you're a criminal, I don't know. Like it's just, it's crazy. But I mean, like they obviously don't want to make things too easy to get. Um, and I get that. Like if if they keep handing you things, giving you things for free, uh, you're not most likely to come back and play that game again. Like, uh, I'm just I can't think of a game off the top of my head that I've done that but like you know they use their tricks of like yeah there's daily objectives there's weekly missions there's this or that so you you you, you want to load in this game every day when you get free time to complete those missions because they that will add up so when you want to play a big session you'll have money to spend on this that also to add to that like the daily objectives thing there's a, an award you can get in game for doing a streak i think it's 28 days if you do 28 if you complete all your daily objectives for 28 days straight uh you get a bonus so every day you complete your um, daily objectives you get $30,000 in the game for it for completing all see 
my problem with that is just the, I can't load in every single day to do those tedious little things. And it's like, and some of them are just impossible to do uh, as a solo player or like even just like, oh, you need to, you need to do a heist or you need to do this. And it's like, yeah, but you, you're putting money into starting up a heist for that person to just walk away halfway through a heist or that, you know, there's no. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That happens a lot. So like you do that and then for 28 days doing it straight, you get, I think it's a hundred thousand dollars bonus so yeah, that's not worth, for the 28 yeah. day streak. That's nice. But I mean, it's nice that they do that. At least they could have oh, just yeah, not yeah. done it. Not even acknowledged that you did 28 days straight. It's nice that they do that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just so tedious. And some of the stuff, it takes so long to complete like that's and, and plus like the way that GTA lobbies work for some of these very, very um, specific things, very niche sort of things like do a team death match or do like a vehicle death match or something where you have to find at least one other player, just random player. If you don't have anybody who's available to play with you, you have to find a random player. So you sit there in a lobby and you have these kids that'll come and join, sit there for two seconds and then leave the lobby and you left there waiting. So you end up sitting in a lobby for like 45 minutes to wait for someone to join. And then somebody finally joins and you either launch the mission and you do it, or they'll drop out as soon as you launch the mission, then you're put back into the free room and you have to start up a new lobby and wait for another 45 minutes. Hmm. All of this for a daily objective, for one of three daily objectives to be specific. They usually just do, I think they would, I think like they must have a little like criteria thing where it's like, it's a hard, medium and an easy one. Um, so then that way you can complete at least one of them. But completing just one doesn't give you a reward. Like Yeah, it's useless to complete one. It's useless to even complete two. You're going to get nothing for it. You have to complete all three if you want to get the... And, that, and it should do, it should do like all three gets you the bonus instant. Yeah. If you only do one of three, um, then 24 hours later, you'll get like a couple hundred dollars just for completing that one mission. Sure. Um, but then sometimes, you know, a couple hundred is not, you know, worth the the money you put in to do the actual, you know, if I get to bribe the cops um, to do your, your other mission. Yeah. I had to bribe the cops since, like, I paid, uh, yeah, I was doing my thing earlier, and it's $5,000 to bribe the cops. See, and then if they give you back only a couple thousand, then that's, like, yeah, pretty shit. Well, if you complete all three, you get 30000 mm. So then that, that 5000 you put into it, it pays off. It's fine. Whatever. It just, it's get, it gets absorbed in the 30000 no problem. So, like, if you look at it from, like, how much am I you know, investing versus how much I'm getting back, you're getting back 25K. But so what? It's fun. You do it. Yeah. But the point is, when it is fun and it's nice and it's straightforward and you go and you just bribe like the way I did it, like you bribe the cops, you call Lester, you call this guy, you call your contact, bribe the cops, and then you shoot some cars up, you get the objective done, and you do a couple of these that are fairly straightforward and it's nice, that's great. But when you have stuff that's so out there and so specific that you have to wait for so long to get into a lobby and you have to deal with these random players and all this stuff. <sighs> it's just such a drag. 
my like when I, I played League of Legends for years and um, early days, that whole like daily missions, all that stuff. So for their daily mission was win one game um, every 24 hours. And that was, that gave you a pretty decent amount of um, points to go towards uh, a, um, a hero champion sort of thing. But after that, the, the amount that you'd, you'd get back for winning would uh, be a very small amount. Like we used to pump about 10 games a day average um, into this thing. And these were 20 to 40 minute games. Well, and that's like, yeah, that yeah. I was about to ask how long is a game. Yeah, so it's about twenty to forty minutes. Wow. And so the the dearest champions you could purchase were six thousand three hundred points. Um, and say you, yeah, uh, say you got probably about five hundred points for that first win, and then after that, you got around, I think it was about seventy to a hundred, maybe. Average wise, like it, it, it ranged between like how long the how long the the game was as well. That was the the thing. But I don't wait, wait, wait. I don't get it though. First win is five hundred points, and then yeah. So like the f- from that point and on, it's seventy. What? Like so? <laughs> like f- like yeah. It, so when you win a game, actually, was, maybe seventy was like when you lose. Ah. So it adds up. Like you know, say we're doing. 10 games a day. Um, and the goal for, so that's like you trying to get your, at that time we didn't know what we wanted to play. So you would purchase a champion and then you'd kind of like go, Oh, I really didn't like that champion or like you just see that champion get played a lot. So you're like, Oh, I really want to play that one. There was cheaper champions and then there was really dear ones. And the, what the goal is for the game is that you want to um you want to get a pool of like I think you had to get thirty champions at the time so you could play ranked and ranked you needed to be level thirty. Whoa! So like the account level has to be thirty to play online like competitively, and you know fair enough, but that that keeps away um it slows down Smurfs and um. You know, it gets people to learn the game as they go through. But it is a bit like, mm, that's a lot of like, so per win, you're getting points to go to purchase champions. Per win, you're getting XP to go towards your account so you could level up. Right. My whole point in this is... How, like, how long would it take me to go from, I just got the game today, to level 30? Yeah, this is like, this is my whole point. Like... See, when we were playing, it probably took about. Uh, it it would have had. It would have been. We were in school at the time, so it took us a year really to get the whole like everyone up to level thirty, um, and to get enough champions and that sort of stuff. They've now a year. Yes. So you're playing every day, or yeah, pretty much. I would say yeah, we pretty much every night would get wow. Would get on. And bear in mind, this is like you know we'd we'd pump. Uh, as many games as we can do on school school nights, and then on the weekends, it would try and like s- smash out ten to twenty games, just to be like to level up. So, upon leveling up, 
you get a special point to go into um, what they call the mastery page. Now, this mastery page, the what? So mastery page is like a it's a special it's a special page that makes your champion stronger um, in game. So it's like if you want to play the champion a bit in a certain way, or like you get these, you get more attack speed, you get like more life steal, that sort of stuff. So you get these special points. And you get 30 of them because every level gives you one. So for 30 levels, you get a total of 30 mastery pages, right? Is that uh, it? 30 points. Points. So mastery... 30 yeah, points. So mastery pages, you only have two per... Like on the account, you only have two pages. And... Okay. Oh, is it... You could have them unlimited. See, things have changed a bit now. I was just trying to think it's... I think we just had two pages. When did you start playing... League of Legends. Uh, what was it? Maybe 2013. So that's like, at, yeah, that that would, what are we, 2000? Yeah, it's seven years. <laughs> that's seven years I've been playing that game. <laughs> yes. Wow. So my whole point is that, yeah, you, uh, that, that point system was so bad in that they couldn't find people. Now, obviously, we were, we were playing in Australia and they didn't have an Australian server at the time. So you'd have to play against... Um, people in America and yep timings are a bit you know we were in the off-peak times I assume for majority of the people who were playing so yeah it was one of those things it was just it was you didn't get a, a fair match in that I mean it really didn't matter um when you look at it these days but it was just like you were if you were level five you were playing against you know level 10 level 15s and that sort of stuff so those people had extra points to spend on their champions. So it was a bit like, yeah, oh, gee, that, that's a bit of an unfair advantage and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then on top of this, there was another page that empowered your champion and that cost points. That costs the same points that you would purchase your champions with and you needed these points to go into this special page called the room page. So this is the one that gives you basically the early game stats that you need to compete in the, in a match. Because if you don't have these, if you don't have a complete page, you're going to notice a big difference between you and the other player. And those, those were 6,300 for the, for three of the most important runes. And then you filled it out with another 27 runes. So again, they, they love their 30. (laughs) Yeah. On top of all that, there's a pattern there on top of all that, you're um you only had two pages to customize for that as well, so I would like to play a support champion, which in most of the time it was a they're like a magic damaging magic dealing champion. Um, but if I wanted to play, say something tanky or like an assassin or something like that, I would need a different set of runes. So I would need to have two lots of them. Like this was just. This game has too much grind. Like uh, I can't. There's someone who's done the math all those years ago, um, and I'm just like, it's just there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of time spent to get to that point of um, to get to level thirty to get enough champions to play competitively. Like competitively is not the be end be all. Like you didn't have to play it. Like it's just it's nice if you wanted to play it. Yeah. Um, but you needed all these room pages. You needed all this. And like I'm saying, you might want to play more than, you know, one set of um, one set of um, 
champions. So you need more of those pages. Those pages you could purchase for microtransactions. So ah. you could get you could get a little bit more, a few more pages. And you could purchase them with in-game points as well, like the champion points. But they um they would only put it on sale, like you could only purchase them during special periods of the year. So um you needed to do that. Like you had to, you, you either pay for the, the the ability to get a um more well, another page, or you wait till they release them so you can spend your points. I see. Fast forward a few years, they've uh, acknowledged how long it takes um and how unf- like unfair it can be. So they've done away with it, um and they've compensated us for it as well. They're not they haven't just gone well bad luck. You've spent money on this and you know, all this time and effort, all those point systems, all those, like every time you level up, you get the point and all that stuff. You have to purchase those runes and all that stuff. You don't have to worry about that anymore. All accounts have the same like playing field, which is good. And they compensated us with skins and that sort of stuff, depending on how many pages and this sort of stuff and how much time you put in. And then they introduced, you could go above 30 points, like, sorry, 30, um, 30 levels. And that's where I kind of went, oh, that's a bit silly because I've been playing the game for, say, seven years, but they didn't carry over all those games that I played prior, so it's like it never really mattered. What do you mean they didn't carry them over? So, like, you have an uncapped level, which every level now gives you a champion um, to unlock. Like, you can purchase the champion at a little bit of a discounted price. Okay. Uh, and it's one of those things that it's like... It's nice. It actually helps people get champions a lot easier now. Um, But it is a bit like, oh, you know, how come they got a lot more easier than I did? The game was just far too grindy and they they acknowledged it, but it was just a bit like, yeah, when now they've introduced this system, everyone's on the same playing field pretty much. And now every level you get a champion or like a, a discounted price champion. And it's like, now there's no cap to the leveling system, but I was like, all that XP I would have gained prior to all that, it didn't, you know, they didn't go, oh, okay, maybe you'll be, you know, 150 levels or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it doesn't change anything. Again, I'm just being, this is me being silly, but it doesn't change anything, but it is a bit like, well, yeah, like they've acknowledged it was too much of a grind, but didn't acknowledge like, yeah, you might have uh, missed out on all these easier options. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Like this, just this is just like another. This is way more robust than like what I was talking about with GTA Online with the daily objectives and the grinding with all the money and stuff. This is way, way more than that because it takes apparently years. Like I didn't, I, I, I didn't think that that would now. Now it takes. Of a week, a few weeks. Honestly, if you, I mean, I, if you were playing it to get to level thirty from zero, yeah, like they made it. Oh. they've made it a lot easier. So it's 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 not. Then this is the problem that the game was just so so far out of reach, and it was so it was such a hard game to learn, and it was so unfair that yeah, you were like, well, you have to put a lot of time and effort into this, and now they've kind of sped it up. I reckon, like a new player, you could. You could pick up the game from scratch, and you could be you could be done within. You could be up to level thirty at a competitive state 
in the few months. If you knew what you were doing, you could do it within the weeks. Like, um, like if you knew, like if you understood, like how the um, the XP gain and all that stuff works. And then, like, how much is it? How much time and like how much of an effort is it to learn the mechanics of the game and the dynamic of like you know other and players and a, and this game just has so many layers of this sort of stuff and it's like you can the way I learned was I played one set role so like I like to play support so I protect the carry the person who's going to do all the damage in this lane and. Right, so you're like a medic. Yeah, medic, yes. Yeah, right. similar, similar, yeah. 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 Um, so my job is to make sure they live. Um, and if they die, it doesn't matter. It's, this is how it is. Like, you, you, you can't always control that sort of stuff. So um, it's not it's not how it's, it is. People die all the time, that sort of thing. But it's... Um, yeah. You, you learn from just playing the game and you just keep playing and playing. And so you don't... The, the problem is... So when I was playing, there's probably about uh, 60, 60 plus champions you could play. Um, not every champion gets played, uh, mainly because there's only 10 possibilities of that champion being played because it's a 5v5. Um, but also right. it has to do with popularity and uh, how like how the game is, like your, your popularity, the the meta, like if you if that champion is in favor um it's really strong it's it does this or that uh so you learn by just keep playing the game like over and over and over like it is the worst kind of learning but like you just you pick up things where like because you will see the same sort of champion often to play against you'll learn what that champion is really strong and what that champion is going to do to you so you prepare yourself for that sort of stuff so there's a lot of things like you have to manage like um, your gold comes from attacking um, the minions on the ground and you kill them. If you get the last hit, it will give you a bit of gold. And that's a bit of a, that's a bit, bit of like the mechanic sort of thing. You pick that up pretty quickly. Um, you'll wonder like your, your mind just gets used to that. Like that's how you, um, you make gold. So you just need to like just focus on that sort of stuff. And then you, kill the cha- the other champions and then you um, push towers and that sort of stuff and you get gold through there. Uh, and then you eventually push towards their base. So it's one of those things that will... Um, it takes a lot of time to learn the game. There's a lot of things involved in the game, but it's a lot easier to play with friends uh, because you'll all learn at the same time. Yeah, I bet. Uh, if you start playing by yourself, you'll get frustrated because you have no one to actually guide you through this sort of stuff. So like if a new person was to pick up the game, I often wonder how they ever do it because it's not a friendly game to just pick up. And also I think, I think that it's very, very easy to like bounce, like when you have other people to play with, to bounce off of each other. And when things are going well, you get to just celebrate with each other. And when things are not going well, you get to share your frustration with each other, which I think is much, much healthier than just kind of stewing in it, stewing in it by yourself until you eventually just go to a place where you just rage quit the game and just close it, and you're just like, "All right, I don't want to ever see this game again." You know that kind of thing. It's so much better to just play any any game with other people, any game that allows you to do it. It's so great. 
there's like some games that um part of me wishes you could play with other people like let's say for instance fallout yep i think would be interesting to play with other people because i always say elder scrolls elder scrolls although like let's say um skyrim skyrim is a great game and it's a great single player game and there's actually a mod for it a community mod for it that allows you to uh play multiplayer skyrim yep and uh, the idea is nice, but I personally don't think it's a great thing to be able to play Skyrim with other people because there's Skyrim is such a great adventure, such a great world, such a great like set environment that you want to get immersed in it. And I think it would be weird to just have other people running around with you. And while you're talking to some legendary dragon, you know... Some guys like <laughs> killing chickens somewhere, you know. Yeah. Like that's just the idea of it is nice and yeah, it's goofy, but like the way that I like to play games is I like to just lose myself in the environment of the game. Especially when it's a game that allows you to do it, like Skyrim. Mm. That, you know, I just don't think it would make a lot of sense to play multiplayer in a game like that. Like Fallout, I think is better suited for multiplayer because it's a wasteland and it's very, very open. I mean, sure, Skyrim is very open, but Fallout is also open in other ways, like what you can do and the characters and the approach you can take. You can legitimately play as a good guy or a bad guy. Mm. Yeah. And either one of those options has legitimate consequences for your character, which is brilliant from like a, a story standpoint. And... There's certain elements of the game that are very, very interesting in their own right and very also frustrating in their own right. And I think it would be great in that sort of sense of camaraderie, like to be able to play with other people and to slay these bosses and, and these monsters and these zombies, like and they're not zombies, I don't know, whatever they are, like irradiated ghouls and all that stuff. To be able to do that with your friends, yep. I think would be great. Or to play as different factions, different kinds of characters, and go PvP, go against each other. This almost sounds like Fallout 76. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, I just did it. I just went there. Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't realize I went there. You're right. Although Fallout 76, isn't Fallout 76 still considered a bit of a plop? I... I don't. I haven't really followed it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Fallout in that, uh, like, I get the idea of it and all that stuff. I just don't really like the nuclear wasteland, so I don't really get involved. Like, I don't get so sucked into that world. Um, you say nuclear? Nuclear. <laughs> I didn't know that about you. <laughs> I say nuclear. It's You're a nuclear it's guy. It's pronounced nuclear. <laughs> That's fascinating. But like that post... Like, I never heard you say that word and I, it's... it's Wow. <laughs> I'm sure I say it both ways. That's amazing. <laughs> and I don't even realize it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever said nuclear. It's like... Uh, maybe that's a bad comparison, but it's peop like people who say look it. Look it. You like, know? Look it. Instead of look at oh, it yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's a certain... There's a certain vibe to these people. Like, I don't think you're one of them. 
Like I'm, I'm talking about a lot. Like he's talking about dude bros. You know the type. Dude bros that go out drinking on Friday, they get smashed and they come back to work on Monday. They're feeling horrible and they're like, I'll never drink again. Uh, And then the next Friday they do it all over again. And they talk in these weird terms that only they understand. And they're the kind of guys that like adults look at as, oh, the kids of today are just wild, man. It's those kinds of guys. Yeah, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not like that. So I feel like usually it's those kind of guys that'll say nuclear. <laughs> it's just I, I. The reason why I'm so fascinated by it is because you're like I don't see you like that at all, and I really think you're not that way. Yeah. So it's just it's just interesting to me why like that you say it that way. You know what I mean? Like, do, do you understand why I'm so fascinated by it? Or is this weird to you? No, no, no. That's, yeah, I, I completely get that. That's like, I just, I honestly, I would say it both ways. Um, It's just the, the, when you get me, just, I kind of just, it just rolls off, off my tongue. Like, yeah. Sort of thing. So you'll like, it'll, it'll throw people off that, yeah, I'll just say it like nuclear and then I'll, I'll say it. Like, I can't <laughs> say it. You also say, you're like being so playful about it. <laughs> Nuclear. <laughs> it's because it's a Simpsons joke. Oh, it's um, that was uh, um, <laughs> when Homer joins the the Navy Reserve, like the the, the what, is, what do they call it for? Like when they're practicing for war. Oh, um, war games. That's it. War games. War games. Okay. Um, and he's just it's he was just the it's a nuclear sub. Um, and he was tasked to be in charge because, or tasked to be like head of, I can't remember what it was, like a technician or whatever, because he worked at the power plant or something. So he knew nuclear. <laughs> I'll have to, I'll have to show you, I'll have to show you the clip. So like, okay. So why is it, why is the thing, why is the thing that he says nuclear? Like, why is it not nuclear? So the admiral or the, the general, whatever it is, is talking to the men um letting them know where they're going out to these war games um you know say goodbye to your, f- your friends and family now because you'll be this is the last because time you're gonna die and he's like so he's like <laughs> listing off all these people um <laughs> exactly yes uh, he's listing off all these people who are coming on board um and he says I'm bringing uh I'm bringing you on board mr Simpson because um I need you to be the head of the nuclear thing. So, like, that's sort of yeah. part of it. And he comes back with, it's pronounced nuclear. <laughs> like, I'll have to show you the clip. So <laughs> I absolutely butcher things. I'm the worst at, like, that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'll have to show you the clip what I mean. I'll try and find it. But it is one of those things. It's like, yeah, they are. He was just, he was just being the idiot him, himself, just, Saying it back to him, like that's how you say it. Like it's pronounced nuclear, nuclear. I see. <laughs> it went all slow with it, like nuclear. Yeah, like he was just like pronouncing it for him to like. Do you understand? Like, <laughs> yeah. I wish I watched Simpsons. Like, I, this is not something I'm proud of at all. I never actually. I watched. Um, I think the first season. The Simpsons. Yep, and that's it. Okay, 
like I think I feel like that's so bad. I should have watched way more than that. It's completely different. Um, like being. Oh, the, I know. Like yeah, being that it was the. It pilot went through so stuff. much. Yeah. That's yeah. So it didn't get it didn't get better till like season two, like when they could do a lot more to it. Oh. So it was meant to be. It was like a very family like oriented like sort of thing in the first yeah. season, like a very G-rated, like, this is a American family, like you would see on... Right, and then also they were, like, figuring it out and fleshing it yeah. out, because yeah. they, like, it was the first season they were just getting started, and they didn't really know what the show was yet. And they didn't know what their limits are, and this and that, so it was like, yeah, they didn't want to uh, yeah. step on any toes. And then eventually it just turns into this, like, they can get all these special guests, they could have... Uh, an episode about I'm trying to think one off the top of my head, one with George Bush in it, uh, so they could you know make Ooh, fun of yeah. George Bush. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, the thing that I love about shows like Simpsons and South Park is that nothing's off limits. Yep, they'll just mess with anyone or anything, and it doesn't matter how high and mighty you think you are as a public figure or whatever, you'll get made fun of. If there's something to make fun of, you'll be made fun of. Mm-hmm. Like that's so great. Like it's just deducing all the 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 I don't know all the attitude and all the nonsense into just we're all human beings, and we're all kind of weird in our own ways, and there's something to laugh at. Like I just that's brilliant, and I think it's so unique to those shows too. Like I don't like I love that they do that, and I another great show that I think does it and it does it well is Rick and Morty. Ah, uh, yep, yep, yeah, man. So brilliant. Like Rick and Morty is a show that I watched from the very beginning up to up to season three. That's yeah. pretty much it. Have there been any new episodes uh, beyond uh like in addition to the Szechuan sauce one? Uh yeah, yeah. There's um because it's it was on Adult Swim probably about six months ago. Yeah. And there were so like the problem with like Adult Swim kind of live in this old school world of like well, you're contracted for 12 episodes or whatever it is. But we're going to, we we always, we live in this world where they're like, well, they might, um their viewership might drop over the um, holiday season. So uh, like, you know, it really doesn't make sense, but they think, you know, that's, they need to take it off the air uh, because people are going to be on holidays. They're not going to have time to watch it and this and that. So they've done the first six episodes through Adult Swim and then Netflix got it, got the um, the first six episodes probably about a couple of weeks ago. I think it was early December. Let me look this up. Yeah, I, I can't remember if it was six. It was like it was like a, it was a couple of months prior at least because it was already out before it got to um to Netflix. The the last season that's come out and then so the the last six episodes are going to air in whatever whatever time that they're going to do it. But that's just like. Yeah, like Adult Swim just live in this bit of a old school era of like, well, we have the rights to it and we think that the viewership's going to drop, so we don't want to, we don't want to, um, we don't want an episode to get missed or uh, not get as many views because people are going to be on holidays and that sort of stuff. That's uh, wait, what? I think it's actually kind of the opposite way, like the other way around, isn't it? Well, people, well, people go on holiday and they have time. Yeah. Or are you talking about like the writers and the crew and stuff? No, no. This, so this is already written. This is all this stuff. It's just 
the producing site, like the, the when they air it, they're worried about people not having time. And this is what I'm saying. They're, they're in this old school way um, that people aren't going to be there to watch the, the TV show because they're not going to be in front of TV. And it's like, yeah, but we watch all these things on our phones, on our tablets, on our laptops and all stuff. So we're not <laughs> like, we don't have to be in front of our TV at 6 p.m. on the dot because that's what time the show yeah. is being aired. They just, I think that's, they just live in this old school way of like, well, we, we're not going to run the risk of um, our show not doing well in the ratings because people might be on holidays and they're not going to be home. They're going to be, you know, at their beach house, which doesn't have a TV or this or that. Like, Right. So this is why they split. That's why they split the, the season. So you get six episodes for six weeks or whatever it is, and then they're taking a break. Okay, I found this article. Mm-hmm. This is from this is on the Lad Bible, yep. and it's from October fifth, two thousand eighteen. Which uh, the headline is Rick and Morty is being taken off Netflix. So it was on Netflix and they took it off. It's from on so so I'm gonna read this. Yep. Uh, Rick and Morty is being pulled from Netflix. This is you know as of October twenty eighteen. This is just about what the show is about. Justin Rowland and Dan Harmon created the show for Adult Swim back in twenty thirteen. Since then, it's become a natural phenomenon, all this. And uh, famous, it was famously responsible in forcing global fast food chain McDonald's to bring back the Szechuan sauce. Yes. Before the show appeared, here it is. This is the meat and the potatoes. Before the show appeared on Netflix, it was aired on Fox TV for the first two seasons, which were then available to watch on Comedy Central after season three aired on Netflix. And Netflix bought the rights to stream the first two series and picked up the third uh, showing it as part of its originals series. But according to reports in the Daily Express, the first two series of the hit show could be axed from Netflix this week. So this was in 2018. Mm. So I've, we've still got it. I mean, this, it, this is the, the whole problem with like, yeah, you got all different regions and stuff, but we've, we've still got it on the Australian Netflix. And then here's another article. This one is from December this year of 2019, this last year. Rick and Morty season four is finally here after more than two years of waiting. See, this I didn't know about. Now I'm curious again. Now I want to watch the show. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this is this is the problem with it. The, the show takes so long to make that I kind of lose interest in it. Well, it's the same as Westworld, which is a whole other animal too, which I would talk about. I, I, I can make a whole episode, episode just dedicated to that, <laughs> which takes so long between seasons. I love Westworld so much. It's so great. But... So anyway, Rick and Morty season four is finally here. The show airs on Adult Swim and channels four, whatever. But when will this new series be on Netflix? And that's what I was saying. Like it was, it was delayed. So it was aired on Adult Swim and all these other, like I assume, Comedy Central and all that stuff across the world. Um, Australia doesn't have access to Adult Swim from memory. Uh, I think it's one of those things that where you. It's a a regional thing, so like we don't have the rights to it, so we can't see it. Fair enough. Yeah. So we have to wait for them to acknowledge it or Netflix to purchase it, so they can have the rights to it. Obviously, so we be it, yeah, whatever it was, six weeks, months, um, it was already aired, it was already out, and then Netflix picked it up. Six weeks later, for example, um, yeah. So it's like, yeah, 
And then this is what starts that whole, like, they've only got the first six episodes of that season. And then the, the second half of the season, because it's like that, they do the mid-season break, but they're, you know, they don't need to have a mid-season break. This is on-demand era. Like, this is when you want to watch things now. Right, exactly. If you want to binge the whole season, do it now. Like, watch the whole thing. On a, you know, if if it gets released tonight, the whole season, you watch it all tonight. Like That's true. But then also, I think there's something very, very nice about anticipating, like, just waiting for the new thing to come out and it's going to come out next week and you have to wait until next week. Like I kind of, I'm on a, I'm on both sides of the fence on this one. Like, okay. So for instance, um, there's like shows that I love that I was watching them when they were coming out brand new is like the grand tour yep. and Westworld. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I watched the first season of Westworld, like after the fact. So I binged it. The whole thing in like two days and like, you know, through a weekend. And then season two came out when it came out and I was watching episode after episode, like I was waiting weeks for the new stuff to come out. Mm -hmm. And while it was so much fun to just binge the whole thing, it was also really, really interesting. Like it was a totally different experience. It had like its own magic to it to me to wait for each episode to come out like brand new because you would be sitting there developing like i'll be sitting there developing theories in my head about what they're gonna do next and i was going on like credit i was going on forums and these message boards and on facebook and you know seeing what other people are writing and speculating and i was like oh yeah there's a point to that maybe they'll do this you know all this and you know so it was just fascinating to do that i i get that like yeah that it's the world's all hooked so it so you all like you want to input like oh you know this is a theory i have you know do you reckon this is where the show's heading towards that so i get that that's that makes everyone's like on their on their um the edge of the seat sort of thing and they're thinking oh you know what if it does this and that uh like i i get that uh i'm I, I can get that in some shows, but there's a lot of shows that I'm like, say I'm paying a subscription for. Perfect example is like I enjoy watching anime. So anime show One Piece, um, just got a, over a thousand episodes at this point. If you're watching that week by week, like, and you're paying a subscription, like that's insane amount of money. Like, um, oh, I get like, that. If I if I cancel my subscription, which I do at a period of time, where I'll just like, okay. I'll bank up a hundred episodes and then I'll watch a hundred episodes in like a few, like over a few weeks. Then that way I'm not like going through months and months of subscriptions, just waiting for these episodes to come out. It's like, I'm I'm in, I'm not in any like, Oh, I must watch it. Like it does hook me in, but it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, if you build big of a big money sink in, if you're uh, (laughs) a, If you're watching it on a week by week basis, I get if you're paying for a subscription service, it's it's really annoying, mm. like it's inconvenient because, yeah, like if a show comes out once a week and it's a season that you know, or or even less often than that, and you have to wait for months and years for new seasons to come out, I get that. Like paying a subscription, 
you're going to be paying a lot of money and you don't know what you're going to get either because it's a new episode and it's like a new story. It's a new thing. It's like a new development. You don't know where it's going to go. You might not like it. So you're paying money for a cat in a bag, essentially. You know, so it's like, yeah, I, I totally get you. I totally understand where you're coming from. This is why this is what I what I said like I'm on both sides of the fence like I get both sides of that. Mm. And I enjoy doing both of those things. I enjoy binging and I totally get that like it's so great to be traveling somewhere and you have nothing else to do and you can either look out the window or you can sleep, you can zone out, you can listen to music or you can watch a show or a movie. You know that Otherwise, like, let's say, uh, I know, like, some people that watch, like, The Irishman on um, on planes because, like, you just don't have that kind of time to just sit yeah. down and watch the movie start to finish. But if you're on a plane, you have nothing else to do anyway. It's great. Hmm. And you get to enjoy a movie. But then <clears throat> on the, there's another, like, on the flip side to that, you can also look at it from a different perspective, which is... A movie like that is kind of, it's not really meant to be watched on a phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's such a great piece of cinema and there's so many details in every shot and the characters. And if you watch it, even if you watch it on like your monitor at home or your computer monitor, like 24, 27 inches, whatever it is, right? Even that is better. Because even at that point, you get so many more details. But if you go to an, actual, to an actual movie theater with the sound system and the comfort of the seats in the movie theater with other people that are gasping at you know those crazy moments and laughing at the funny moments and all that stuff, you're sitting there, you're having this experience which is so disconnected from the outside world. That's, that's how it's kind of meant to be. Like that's what... That's what cinema, that's what film, that's what film is about to me. Like there's, there's so much magic in that. Hmm. So to go back to like watching shows, I think shows are a different animal. And I think you're right. If you're paying a subscription service, it's, it makes much more sense to know what you're getting and to be able to like, also you can, you can have the whole series available to be watched on demand but you choose to space it out. Yeah. That's another way of, of doing that, which is great. Because you, you can have that experience mm, uh, of going week by week. But you have the whole thing on demand. You can stream it if you want in one go, but you can also space it out. There's a few There's a few that let you do that. Like there's a few shows that will just release the whole series, like the, the, the whole season um, on release. Um, but there's ones that will go week by week. And that's that's where I kind of go, well, yeah, that's great, but I'll watch it when you release the whole thing. Like, um, it, like I would, I would do the same with DVDs and like all that stuff. Like, I wouldn't, um, like if I, if I know there's a um, TV show I'm really, I'll really enjoy. Like, I've watched the first season. I'm going, oh, that's really good. I won't probably pick it up until it's got a few more seasons in, and I go, that I know that's a terrible way of looking. Like you know, supporting a movie or a, or a TV show or something like that. But it is a bit like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I get burned by so many TV shows that get cancelled, like, so early on. Yeah. 
Let's get this plane, by the way. Yeah. I love this plane. It's been so it's been so long since I've flown one of these. By the way, like, do we know for sure that the uh, the week is over for the double contacts? Yeah, it's on a uh, double it's double races, and the races is like terrible. <laughs> I tried grinding out some this morning. It's like, yeah, you're only getting like four thousand. You get a lot of money for races if you're playing with like uh, like in a populated lobby of thirty people. Yeah. Then. If you get first place, you get like $50,000, you know, something like that. And if you get fifth, you're still getting good money. And it's easy to get in that top five, I think, because there's a lot of people that just don't know what they're doing or are trolling other people or going the opposite way. Or That's the problem with race games uh, that just you get some real like there's like simulated games in that, like full on um simulation uh oh my god yes and, yeah, you, you get people who take it like and yeah fair enough take it serious because it, it is like it can be an esport or it could lead into an actual real real life um motorsport uh sort of thing but it is yeah i i look at those games and it's like yeah people would be really annoyed when i would go to play them because i'd be such a noob at it that if i accidentally ruin someone else's day because it's one of those things it's probably it, i don't know they might have like the same rules as like real life racing where if your car's damaged that's it you're done for the weekend sort of thing so they get put out of a race there are racing games like that yeah. like i played um rally something what was it dirt rally dirt rally yeah dirt rally works that way where you have the car and you have a co-driver and it tells you where to go. And it's like, it feels like a real race and there's a certain element of stress to it, like a certain element of like, you know, pressure. Hmm. You have to do well and you have to keep on the road. And if you crash the car, you lose time. And if you total the car, you're out of the race. Yeah. And, you're out. You know, and fair enough. That's, you know, you've got to learn how to, you know, be a good driver. But it, it is Yeah, like, you have to get good. But the issue is uh, like... I've seen gameplay of like Gran Turismo online and what happens is uh, you get penalties for the slightest touch um, and that would be the same in any other motorsport. If you if you knock someone um, or hit someone in a race, you'll get a, a five-second penalty or, you know, up to, you know, depending on this, how, how severe it is they'll give you a stop go, yeah. which you have to go through the pits and that. And fair enough. Um, but if, you, if you're if you a repeat offender in that race for doing that, it will trigger like a ghost mode thing. So they won't be, you can't, you can't actually con collide with anyone, um, which is, I think that's a pretty interesting way of doing, or handling that like griefing sort of thing. But it's not perfect. Yeah. It's not perfect in that it... Uh, it doesn't punish them long enough or by the time they've actually got triggered for it, they've done enough damage to someone else. Like, And there's just no perfect way. And there's, there's, there's no perfect way to... Um, and this is like, unless you want to play a full-on simulated racing experience with like the... like. So there's Australian drivers and that that use... It's a game or like a eSport program and it's called iRacing. And that's like pretty much full-on racing uh you got your you've actually got a very like a big professional scene that uses it 
And say if I jumped in that lobby, they'll have a rating system to put bad players with bad players and good players with good players. But uh, it comes to that point where, you know, when you were saying earlier that the the GTA thing where they put you with bad people, you're just going to get stuck in this world where bad people just keep doing bad things. <laughs> yeah, I get that. But but like you're saying good people and bad people, like bad players, good players. Sorry, yeah, I'm not like... I'm, My yeah. question is, is it... Is it people who are like morally bad or people who just are not skilled yet? Morally bad, yes. And that if the skilled skilled will get trapped in that same world if it's not like that sort of like that same the the system will pick it up as they're both bad, like you know. Both who who's both? So like the the morally bad people and the, the people who are new to the game sort of thing, like the they keep making the silly mistakes. So the noobs the new people to the game that they'll it will trigger them as the bad people like the the morally bad I see people. because yeah. like if I'm a new player and I get into the game and I don't know what I'm doing and I crash into somebody else the game doesn't care that I'm just new at the game and I don't know what yeah. I'm doing the game just think the game just sees me crash into somebody else and thinks okay you're you're bad. Like yeah. you're here to ruin people's day, and you're crashing I, I, into. I mean, it's probably so not going to put me like in a lobby with people. Instant, like, oh, you're the bad, like instant. But it's more of that, like, yeah, yeah. It just if you keep triggering that, you're going to get that problem where it will, um, it will keep doing that to you. Mm-hmm. There's no perfect way, <laughs> right? You you were saying a perfect simulation, and just like immediately in my head, it jumped. It's not a racing game at all. But have you played Euro Truck Simulator or American Truck Simulator? Any of those? No, but the Humble Bundle, which I just donated to because it was for the um, Australian bushfires, uh, that included Euro Truck Simulator. So I could possibly get into that sort of thing and see what that's like. Yeah. Euro Truck Simulator 2 is such a good game. It's, it's just um, it's, it's relaxing, first of all. And then it's just it just takes you into another world, mm. like you feel like you're a real truck driver and you're really delivering things. And you know, I feel like if you have no interest in that kind of thing and you don't play games like that or you don't play games that way, you'll be like, "What is this about? Why? Why would I want? I have a life. Why would I want to be a virtual truck driver in a virtual world in a way that doesn't matter?" The reason why is because it lets you unwind. Yeah. Like it's so great and I've done this so many times like you know having a long day of doing something and being stuck in my own head either either creatively or mentally or emotionally or something just being in a weird place where I just I just want to see and hear something other than what I've been list- like seeing and hearing all day. Going into a game like that like you're a truck simulator you just you just disconnect. Hmm. And it's so great that way. And there's radio in the game, which goes from like private servers run by people that play music. It's not like generated by the game, but you can access it in the game. You can put your own radio stations that you listen to in real life in the game. You can have you like you can have Spotify or something or YouTube open in the background and listen to music while you play the game. So it's like the complete experience to me. Is you just drive and like something I'll do is I'll listen to the radio station I listen to in my actual car. 
and like the news will come on every hour and you'll just get the music that you actually hear in real life and it's fascinating just to I just when you said the news I'm like oh you get the you get a traffic update and it's like oh the highway's all yeah. blocked up and you're like no it's not and you're like oh right <laughs> not in the real world no you know which highways are blocked up and you know what's going on and you feel like you're just driving away from all that you're just away from that traffic that you're talking about hmm. it's like it's the same way for me in real life too. Like I, I'm very, very fortunate. I think there's, I mean, there's something, you know, there's something with me. I just always am in clear traffic that moves and flows and like always listen to those traffic reports like, wow, okay, cool. Some people are experiencing trouble and unfortunately, you know, that's bad for them and, you know, it sucks to hear, but all right, you know, like thankfully- I'm away from that. Yeah. So in that sense, like it's the same way when playing a game because in the same way, I'm also away from that traffic. I'm on a different road. I'm in a different place doing a completely different thing with a completely different thing in mind. So I just listen to it like, okay, there's just these things happening. And it just happens that I'm listening to a radio station that actually exists locally for me. And I would be listening to it otherwise in my car. But but it just takes you away from real life somehow that you're driving a truck in a game. Like, I don't have a, a, a license to drive a truck. I've never driven a truck. I think it would be, oh, I see what I you mean be fascinating. I feel like it's... I don't have a license to kill, but I want to play... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> there, yeah, there, well, there's some truth to that as well. I like that. I like that. Like, I'm, I'm not a... Murder or anything, but like, you know, you get to play games that you can... Yeah. I'm not a criminal. I wouldn't do any of what I do in GTA hmm. in real life. I would never... I mean, I, I legitimately get like... Even if I'm watching like a real heated argument that goes to violence in real life, like my stomach turns. Hmm. So I can't imagine... I can't imagine actually doing that. But like, I'm sort of very desensitized to seeing that or even doing that in a video game. Because it's a video game. Who cares? These are not real characters, not real people. They're not, you know, I'm not actually hurting anyone. I'm not actually doing any of this stuff. I'm just playing a game. That's beautiful. Not hurting anyone. These are, these are sentient AI. You're really hurting something. <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine... <laughs> If one day, like, you know, when we have all these YouTube videos and streams of gameplay and all this stuff, one day AI is going to be here and it's going to be like more intelligent than us, like a thousand times better than us. And it's going to see all these videos and all this content that we've put out of us playing these games and shooting all these supposedly innocent civilians that are like virtual and virtual worlds and driving cars into buildings and, you know, all this stuff. <clears throat> and it's just gonna be like these humans are so violent. I'm sure, and they don't want to admit it. I'm sure we'll we'll come up with this at some other point. Like this whole AI, we'll have, we'll probably have a chat about AI before, in an, another time, sometime in the future. Yeah, because yeah, it is a it's a pretty cool thing, <laughs> uh, and then also a very scary thing. But I mean, it's scary because it's just that unknown of what it is really. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think that we could, yeah, definitely 
probably chat about that in more detail. Absolutely. I mean, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the the podcast on this. Yeah. Like, think about cliffhanger. Think there about you go. this. Think about this. All right. Everything that you can think about, anything at all and beyond, already exists, and it's existed for years. Now you may think you don't know what it is. And you don't think it exists. You think it's all conspiracy theories and crazy people talking crazy stuff. But it's out there. And it's been out there. And beyond that, because the universe is infinite and because there's an infinite number of universes, we have already encountered it an infinite number of times. It's just mind-blowing there. And on that... (laughs) Thank you for listening to Coffee-Fueled Rants. (laughs) this has been episode one or episode zero i don't know whatever it's been whatever it turns into i think i think you and i need to do this again yes i think you and i should absolutely do this again because because we always because we play games anyway and we talk we have these conversations like every week anyway Mm. so like why not document it like that's the same i i do a video diary on youtube which is kind of it's it's public technically, but like nobody watches it apart from, I think you have access to it yep. and like a couple of other people have access to it. And um, yeah, and it's like the same goal with that is just, I love documenting stuff, just my own thoughts in as much detail as possible that nobody else would really care about from the outside. Like if you heard that out of context, you'd be like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> why, why, why am I here? You know? Why am I listening to this? Hmm. But I think it's fascinating to be able to come back to this stuff that in the moment when you're when you're talking about it and like when we were making this podcast, we're just like having a conversation. But imagine coming back to this like five years, you know, from now. Five years from now, this may be fascinating to listen five to. Five years from now, we're going to be just discussing the cliffhanger from... <laughs> In five years from now, we're going to both be cyborgs. Yes. With like, with, with the equivalent of Google Glass implanted in our brains. (laughs) And we're going to be like, wow, remember when we were just human? And we're talking about AIs. What a trip. And we left it at that. We were talking about AI, like it was some out there thing and, you know, people barely believed any of it. And it was just people like Joe Rogan that were actually talking about it more seriously, (laughs) you know? And now, and now we're these things. We're just like these hybrids. Five years from like that's the that's so great. Like the world changes so fast now. Too fast, if you ask me. And (laughs) it's amazing, dude. It's amazing the stuff that's happening, and the stuff that we've always like. It's it's already happening now. Like seriously, all the stuff that's been crazy for all these years is real. Like, and we're, we're being shown more and more evidence of this stuff being real. And we're just opening our eyes to it. And, well, we're being introduced to it. I got to get into this we later. Have to, uh, <laughs> this, this, this is a conversation down, yeah. for like hours and hours yeah. and hours and hours and years of talking about it. It's amazing. Just like all the stuff that's been like 20 years ago that was just crazy conspiracy theories and guys in tinfoil hats being like shouting about it on the street Flat and Earth. people looking at them like, oh, this guy's insane. <laughs> <laughs> like so much of that stuff is real. Yeah. Like so much of that stuff has been proven and now is just regular common knowledge. And it's only been 20 years. Like think about like 
the 18th century, how slow things were moving forward back then mm -hmm. compared to how fast things are moving now. It's amazing. And this would not have been possible without, I mean, I think like Google and Facebook and social media and, you know, how easy it is to access information. I think that's so, 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 so crucial to all of this progress. Hmm. Without that, like we would still be moving that slowly, I think. We would still only be relying on reading books and seeing stuff in movies. That would, that would, that would be it. That's all that would shape our perception of things. If it wasn't for social media and it wasn't for the ability to see what everyone is thinking and saying and what everyone, like all these different perspectives, it's incredible to think about. Hmm. Like we'll have to, we'll have to go into detail next time we catch up yeah. And, yeah. and do this sort of thing again. Cause this is, isn't this amazing too? Like we were just kind of, uh, the idea was we're just going to talk for a little while. We're just going to hang out and we'll see what happens. Hmm. And we've, We've been hang we've been doing this thing for like two hours. Like that's I think that's that's a that's a huge blessing yeah. like for us to be able to do that. I've I know so many people in my life that like even you know, like even my dad, like I'll have five minute conversations with my dad and that's it. <laughs> and then like I know a couple of people and that's it. And you're one of them. I'm about the same, yeah. That I can just sit down and talk for hours and hours. And we we have a real conversation about like a million different things. <laughs> That's great. So thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me on your show. Or at least we're going to wrap up the podcast. Yeah. So I think we're going to play the game for a little minute, right? We're still playing the game, by the way. <laughs> for for the sake of the podcast, we're still playing GTA. I've muted my audio for the game just because I can't hear myself think over it. Uh, see, I, I, yeah, I think that's what my problem was. I just kept getting distracted with the game and... Yeah, letting the game interrupt me and lots of stuff. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll have to learn yeah. just to tune it out and just let it play in the background, sort of thing. But um, right. Also yeah, like I literally muted the audio, so I can't hear it. So I'm just seeing the visual, but I don't hear the audio. I don't hear characters just screaming in my ear. <laughs> it's just so much easier to concentrate and put my thoughts together a little bit better. And even and even with that, I'm still scatterbrained. Just. Just, just who I am. I should have opened my window before I started this because now I'm very hot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's just our um, AI talk. Yeah, just got you. Got us both hot and bothered. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, friends, listeners, whoever you may be. Thank you for listening to this thing. I hope this was interesting to you in some way. If you're still here listening after two hours, you're absolutely incredible. You have the patience of a saint. And um, I hope to see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.